Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to Hindsight Hacking, and today we are joined by a true legend. So I'm going to tell a little story first. Before today, Ron and I have had the pleasure of seeing and being around uh, David here over the last few months, and it was an absolute privilege, an absolute honor, and I'm going to tell every single one of you, you are missing out if you haven't gotten in David's circle, been around David's trainings because they are absolute value from start to finish. David gives with so, so much and every time he speaks. Uh, and then if you don't know who David is, he is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO and of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment uh, Agency, which was known for the inspiration of the movie Jerry McGuire. Now, his life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. Yes, I said 1 billion people to be happy. And through his mission, Dave, David is absolutely providing value for every single one of those people. David, oh my goodness, I am so excited you're here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for allowing me to utilize the Hindset Hacking as a platform to help people move forward in the right direction, which is towards abundance, happiness, making more money, helping more people and having more fun with their lives. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Like I have shared your story that you shared with us about the jacket. Like I was trying to explain it to my wife. I did a really, really bad job, but I was like, it was such a good story. But for the people that don't know about you, why don't you take a little bit to kind of give them a backstory about David? Sure. You know, in hindsight, I lived in three worlds. Uh, the first world that I grew up in is a world a lot of people live in, especially today during the pandemic. I call it the world of not enough. Uh, unfortunately, in the world of not enough, there's not enough of everything for everyone. Uh, most people are victims in that world. They think that everything's happening to them and only them. Uh, they live in a world of why me, not try me. Uh, and it's a very scarce environment. And I grew up with a single mom, six kids. She packed my dinner in a paper bag to fill up turnstiles after she taught all day at convenience stores with greeting cards. And that uh, environment, although I was happy and although I had an extraordinary mom and siblings, I, I lived in a scarce world. I just wanted more for myself. And I, 
everything was a competition, a trade, a negotiation. And I wanted to make a lot of money so I could buy my mama a house and a car. And in my mind at five years old, I believe that if I could make a lot of money, that my whole life would be perfect. Not just happy. I truly believed if I could be rich, my life would be perfect because I was already living a great life. I just lived in the world of not enough. And so if I had enough, that would complete everything. And after law school, I graduated and my dreams came true. I do like to add the, the one of the, the cute things about my life. In 1992, I graduate law school. My mom's a total you know, Jewish mom, doctor, lawyer, failure. And I tell her, I'm going to work in the internet instead of being an oil and gas litigator. And her, <laughs> she flipped out and she literally said, you can't do this. The internet's a fad. You're going to ruin your life. Don't go into the internet. It was 1992. Nine months later, though, I was a millionaire. I bought my mom a house and a car. And I moved to a new world, away from the world of not enough, into this world that I called just enough. Because everything for the next 10 or 12 years of my life reaffirmed one thing. Money buys love and happiness. Nine months out of law school, I'm a millionaire. Buy my mom a house and a car. In my mind, I'm her favorite child. Because for me in this world, I'm extremely generous, but I always gave to receive. You know, there's an old saying, the more you give, the more you receive. That's true, but you don't give to receive. You don't trade giving for receiving. You don't negotiate giving for receiving. So whether I was donating to a charitable organization, I wanted acknowledgement, recognition, respect, some sort of quid pro quo, or sometimes I even wanted something back. <laughs> so, uh, but everything, you know, three years later, my first exit was 3.4 billion. Thomson Reuters bought our company, went to the Silicon Valley, raised hundreds of millions of dollars. By the time I'm 30, which is when I got that jacket that made you cry, Ron, uh, and nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody could tell the story like me unless they lived it. Uh, and that's what I think makes the story so good is that I'm reliving it. My hindsight is real, man. I, I feel the pain every time I talk about that jacket. But at 30, I marry my dream girl, which in my mind, you know, I hate to tell her because she hates me saying it, but I thought she married me because of my money. I mean, I, she's my dream girl. I wanted to date her in the fourth grade. I asked her through my friend to date me in the sixth grade at sixth grade camp. She said no. And I'm looking at myself at 30 going, you know, I'm not better looking than I was when I was young. Why now does she want to marry me? So in my mind, it was the money. But as you both know, she proved me wrong on that as well. Um, but interesting enough, imagine at 30 being the CEO of Samsung's phone division. Uh, back then, they called them convergence devices. I was the head of the smartphone division, convergence device division. It was a Windows device, multimillionaire. You marry your dream girl from the fourth grade. You live in Rancho Santa Fe in San Diego, huge home, cars, motor home, vacations, golf course, ski mountain. I mean, what could ever be wrong in your life? And I woke up every morning in this world of just enough, empty, needing to buy things to be happy. And if I wasn't happy still, I'd buy more things. If I wasn't happy still, I'd buy different things. If I wasn't happy still, I'd buy things to impress people. I even went as far as buying things to impress people I didn't like. I look back in hindsight, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you, you had to seek so much approval and love and wanted to be you know, respected and loved by everyone that you would buy stuff to impress people you don't even like? And how many of us do that? So I called that the world of just enough, just enough for me. 
and it's also a scarce world. But as you know, at 30, I received a jacket from my dad who tried to tell me at 30 that money doesn't buy love. He tore out all the pockets in the jacket and told me, you know, that I'm just like him. And I said, dude, you're a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, back end seller. I'm nothing like you. I hate you. How could you do this on my birthday? Give me this bullshit present. And then six years later, my best friend, Rob, wouldn't even go to the masters with me. I'm now running Lee Steinberg sports and entertainment, most notable sports agency in the world. So not only am I rich, but now I have access to everything. Every, especially guy in the world wants super bowl, pro bowl, masters, Kentucky Derby, breeders cup, SB's Emmys, Grammys, Oscars with the biggest billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers who I also have access and respect from. And I'm waking up even more sad and more empty and spiraling even more, doing things I shouldn't do, hanging out with people I didn't want to hang out with. And my best friend, Rob, the guy who asked my wife to go steady with me, he's he wouldn't even go to the Masters with me. I promised him cabins with Curtis Strange, hanging out with Joe Montana, Wayne Gretzky at the NetJet party. He said straight out, Dave, I don't like who you hang out with and I don't like what you're doing. And two weeks later, my wife would shake me, as you both know, right? Two weeks later, I go to the Grammy Awards uh, with the rapper Little John. I lied to her, and I came home at 5.30 in the morning, a complete disaster, and she looked at me, and for the first time, she told me she wasn't happy. She told me that I wasn't paying attention to my family, my work, or her, and that I was going to end up dead, and she didn't want to be around, and I got furious, you know, all three of those circumstances, I got so mad at those people that I loved because they finally, somebody told me the truth. And I'd been taking yes for an answer for so long that everybody was sucking up to me because of what I could give them or what I could do for them. And here's three people, my dad, my wife, and my friend Rob, who truly loved me. And that one hit hard. I think about, I think about it now, choking up, that I, I still... I yelled at her, said, how dare you? I can't believe you would say this to me. Look around you. Who do you think provided all these things? Went to bed, woke up. I was going to take everything. I still believed to that day. I was 36 years old, running the most notable sports agency in the world. And I believe money bought love and happiness. So I was going to take it from her. And I looked over in the closet. There's that jacket, Ron. Oof. It was staring at me. Oof. And I realized I started to cry. I looked at it. I said, man. I don't hate my father. I don't hate my my wife. I hate myself. I literally, I, I sat there and blame, shame, and justification, realizing that I had every blessing that the universe could provide a 36-year-old person. And I didn't, wasn't grateful for any of it. I wasn't forgiving of anyone. And I wasn't accountable for my life. And I looked at that jacket and I said, I am a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, back-end seller. I'm exactly like my father. And he tried to save me. My best friend, Rob, tried to save me. But I know I was going to let my wife save me. And that day, I started to take stock in who I was. And for the last 16 years, no longer do I live in the world of not enough. No longer do I live in the world of just enough. I have worked on a journey. I practice every day using values and daily practices to live in a world of more than enough a world of everything for everyone where I receive so I can give unconditionally through me. I came from nowhere with nothing. I'm now here and I will leave again with nothing.
but I will give my life away. And it's not stopping me. Money doesn't buy love or happiness, but it doesn't stop me because it allows me to shop. All I've done is I've learned to shop for the right things. That's the difference in my life. I used to shop for the wrong things. I used to want the wrong things. Now I shop for the right things. And I'm going to change the world by impacting and empowering over a billion people to shop for the right things, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was choking up during that myself. Yeah, I mean, like, where do you go from there? Show the video to your wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got it. Um, so, so you, you know, in hindsight, we uh, discover things probably a little later than we want to sometimes. And, and you obviously went through your three worlds of not enough, just enough, and to now you're more than enough. And so, you know, and I, I want to relate that to it in, in hindsight and, and how, how you created the two minute drill and, and what that show is about and how like you're out there helping people, right? Like that's, that was your journey. Your hindsight kind of helped you look through it and to, to get to that journey of where you're, you're like truly out there changing lives left and right. But in reference to the two minute drill, tell us about that show. Tell us about your mission with that. And, uh, you know, just, uh, anything you can on that. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Cause we're going into, I have a hit new show called two minute drill. It's on Bloomberg and Amazon going into the second season, filming in two weeks, uh, extended out to an hour, I was the executive producer and the chief host or star host or whatever they called me of Elevator Pitch, uh, which was a very similar show to Dragon's Den and Shark's Tank, which was a funding show. And what I realized through that experience is this is not real. I'm not helping people. This is not on my mission. My mission is to give people a real boost, an empowering uh, education. And so I said to myself, you know, watch those shows. Very entertaining. I love them. I watch them myself, including mine, my own show. But it's not helping people get funded. That's not how you get funded. If it was, everybody would get funded. If it was that easy. So what I realized was I could teach people to pitch. I could teach people that's real. If all I did was make a show about pitch only, and then give $50,000 of prizes and, and cash to inspire people to come on. Now we're talking. So that's what I did. I created the first pitch only show with $50,000 of cash and prizes. And we're in season two. We've been accepted for season three. Uh, and it's really been a great platform to assist me in empowering other people. Because if you don't learn to ask, you're not going to get. And talk about a lesson of hindsight to me. You know, one of the greatest things people will ask me in hindsight, Dave, what would you tell your 18 year old self? Well, I'll tell you my 18, 28, 38 and 48 year old self and my 53 year old self today. I have to remind myself to ask, be radically humble, ask for help. Easiest way to get to where you want to be is find someone that's already there and ask them for directions. And I was not humble and I have learned to ask for help, although I give my life away and I'm of service and of value. I can't give what I don't have. And so I need a lot of help from a lot of people. In fact, my mission to empower over a billion people is reliant on what? Me empowering a thousand people to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people. That's a lot of people asking for help to empower people, but a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. We could change the entire consciousness of the world simply getting a thousand people, you know, like Carter and cool here to help me out, to empower another thousand, to empower another thousand. No, I love it. So 
not only did you start this show, Two Minute Drill, to help people to do that, but you also have free training Fridays, right? Yeah. So, so one, you you are giving away a ton of value in these free training Fridays. Can you talk a little bit about that with us? You know, for me, talk about evolution. You know, people have no patience. And I'll tell you one of the things about hindsight as well, because I want to tie everything into the content of this show, mm -hmm. is that it takes 90% of your effort to even be aware that you have a result. 90% of your effort it takes just to get some result. And this is true about my training. It's true about entrepreneurship. It's true about habits, good and bad. In hindsight, you don't see, you know, the drugs and the alcohol until you're 90% down the road and you're like, whoa, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I got a little bit of a problem. Something results are starting to show up. I'm not paying attention. I'm losing, I'm getting divorced. I'm losing money, you know, results, but you're 90% down the road. It's hard to right. stop, right? right. And the same is with the good stuff as well. And so, you know, for me to understand that 90%, I've been training for over 20 years for free. And I didn't start by training to change the world. I started training people for sales and more people wanted to come and more people wanted to come. And here's the biggest joke about my training. Pre-COVID, we would have about 200 people fly in every Friday from around the country, sometimes the world, to go to these trainings. And so I would cater lunch. And so many people started coming. It started getting expensive. Uh, <laughs> you know. And so COVID hits. And I put it out there, I'm gonna do it. We end up with, you know, now we have over 28,000 people registered live every Friday, over 28,000 people. And the funniest thing is I asked the CEO of Blaze Pizza, she's a big fan, you know, and I said, yeah. hey, can you sponsor my trainings, provide lunch to everyone? She's like, oh yeah, I'll be happy to. She said, how many people? I said, well, I got about 28,533 this week. She's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, Dave. And then the replays, my biggest compliment of these, you know, how big things grow, like you don't see this until you're 90% of the way there. I have one of the top podcasts in the world. It's called The Playbook. And I have had billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, everyone from Deepak Chopra to Cameron Diaz to Ray Lewis, you name it, I'm blessed. The number one downloaded podcast I have is the replays of my Friday training now more than all the celebrities, athletes. So people are hungry uh, to learn. And the cool thing is it's not just sales training. I give free exercises, guides, books. I sign my books. I send them. I pay for shipping. So you know, there, there's no hidden cost in Dave Meltzer's uh, platform of empowerment. But I will tell you, you know, all of that, I do crazy trainings now that people love. Mommy issue training, <laughs> ultimate ego training. I'm doing no training, how to handle no, what to do with no. That's this Friday. So it's not just the straight, you know, sales training that I will do. Uh, you know, and I do some pragmatic trainings as well, but I am getting a lot more creative. And oddly enough, people really dig those trainings as much as they do the Dave Meltzer dummy tax training that I normally give. <laughs> I need to watch that one. Talk about, so hindsight. Talk about hindsight. That's what dummy tax is. <laughs> so good, Dave, David. All right. So last, last thoughts. I know, I know your, your time uh, is, is valuable. So last thoughts you got, where can people find you after that? And uh, definitely we are super appreciative of you being here. So 
Uh, we'll do it again. I have a 520 rule just so your audience knows that in order to accommodate, I believe in productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. So to be accessible, I hold all my interviews to 20 minutes, which is why we are short on time. And I appreciate you guys respecting that. Um, people can reach me very easily at David Meltzer or email me directly, david at dmeltzer.com. If you forget all that, just Google my name, David Meltzer, you'll find me. Uh, but please, you know, I do everything, trainings, guys, exercises, try out for my TV show. It's free to try out. You know, you can win $50,000 of cash and prizes, my playbook, download that, whatever you want to do, just reach out to me. But most importantly, everyone, the biggest hindsight lesson, hindsight hack that I can give you. And that's from someone that started with nothing into hundreds of millions of dollars back to nothing and back to success is be kind. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. It's that simple. The greatest hack is kindness. And you guys are super kind. And I will do this again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, David. And we appreciate the time. All right. Thank you, David. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with guys we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible get more traffic and get more sales that's right ron and every time someone is in our group we get to share all the tips the tricks and everything that you can get profits with from your summits your challenges your workshops your podcasts your vodcasts and so much more Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community. Are they gone?